morning as we gather as the body of Christ, I just want to say that we gather under one name and His name is Jesus. Father, I thank You for Your presence this morning. I thank You for the nature of God being here in this room with us, Lord. We cherish more than anything the presence of God. We thank You, Lord, that we don't gather just to gather. We gather because Your name is worth us gathering together because of you, God. This morning, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your nature. We thank you that we are becoming more one with you each day as we go after who you are in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Have a seat. Have a seat. I want to talk this morning about prayer. Prayer is probably one of the most important things that we could possibly do on a daily basis. The Bible says to pray without ceasing. How many of you guys pray without ceasing? Some of you are like, I don't know, what does that mean? It means this, that you just include God in everything you're doing. And you're, just, you're just making yourself, uh, uh, like when you're doing something, you're just making yourself mindful of the fact that God is there with you. And you're including Him in that, and you're, you're communicating to God with what's, what, you're, what you're going through, what you're dealing with on a daily basis, and, and, and how you're facing things in life, whether it's school, uh, issues with parents. How many of you guys ever have issues with parents? How many of you guys' parents have issues with you? <laughs> All of us, right? Uh, I'm older now, so my parents, are, they, you know, they don't really interject too much anymore. But um, I still want to live in honor of them. Go ahead and turn the music off or down. Thank you, ma'am. And so um, I, this morning I want to talk about prayer because it's so important to communicate to God. It really is. Because what, what happens when you communicate? How many of you guys know when you communicate or when you talk to somebody about a subject, your mind is set on that subject? You're thinking about it, right? And so because you're thinking about it, now you're more mindful of it. Now you're just, you're, your heart's set on it, right? Or you're, you're, in a, you're in a discussion. If Paradise are t- and I are talking about a specific subject, unless I have really bad ADD, I'm not going to get too distracted by what we're ta- besides what we're talking about, right? I'm going to be focused and, and in tune with the conversation, learning from what she's saying. She's learning from what I'm saying. We're just, we're communicating, right? And so when we're communicating to God, what it is is us just sharing our thoughts with God and Him sharing His thoughts with us. It's so important. Because how many of you guys think that you have it all together and you have it all right and you don't need any help? No one? Good. Because I don't, I don't think that about myself either. And, and, and none of us have that all together, right? We all need Jesus and, and he's, he's the one that's the answer to everything. Amen? Amen. So uh, prayer, if you want to define prayer in the Hebrew Bible, is involving means of interacting with God most frequently through a spontaneous, individual, unorganized form of, of petitioning or, or, or going to God and like saying, I need this, God, you be this to me. Show me you're, you're kind of presenting your need to God or, who, or, who, or, or what he might do for you in that, in that moment or thanking God for what he has done or is doing currently in your life. You know what's so important? Thanksgiving is probably one of the most important things we could do on a daily basis. Why do you think that Thanksgiving is, is really important? What do you think? Being, giving thanks, being thankful, right? If you're thankful, then what's your mind on? Being thankful that you're like, like you actually aren't, don't have, or you have all you need. You're feeling grateful for what you have. You start to think about all the good things you have. And then you're like, oh, this is actually really nice. Actually, I'm not, a, I'm not as bad off as I thought I was. Right? And then you start seeing the goodness of God in your life. And then you start having a resume or a history of what God has done in your life rather than what is, what's not going right. And so now we're looking to God for what is going right rather than what is not going right. Amen? Hey guys, good to see you. Come on in, have a seat. And so, so we want to communicate to God through prayer. We want to communicate to God through just 
just conversing with them, just communicating to them, asking them things about our life. And like how many of you guys know the one that created you probably knows a little bit more about your life than you do? Amen? Like he, since he, he, he made you, he, you're fearfully and wonderfully made, intricately made every part of you, your bones, your muscles, your tissues. He formed you in your mother's womb. He put all of you together. He knows your thoughts before you even think your thoughts. And he knows, he knows everything about you from, from the, every little freckle on your face to every little hair on your head. He knows all about you. So like, why would we want to think that we could do it outside of the Lord? Do life, right? So we might as well just like submit our heart to Jesus and just say, ask, Lord, can you help me? <laughs> it makes it so much easier than, than trying to figure it out on our own. So how can you grow in communication with God? How can you grow in communication with God? Talking to, Talking to him every day? Every morning? Every morning? How else? Reading, reading your Bible. Good, good. Praying. Talking to Jesus. Yeah. You're reading your Bible right now? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Anybody else? Anybody else? Worship? Worship? Yeah, all those are great. And so, go ahead. Fasting. How many guys love fasting? I was like, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'm not. I honestly, one year I did uh, three 40 day liquid fasts where I just drank protein shakes for 40 days. That's it. I did two a day and and, uh, for 40 days. Yeah. You know what? I had the most growth in my spiritual walk with Jesus that I've ever experienced in that one year. Like, like supernatural growth in the Lord. And the Word of God just completely came alive. And I really dedicated. So, so when you fast, you have to, like, like, fasting is really important, but when you fast, you have to have a reason or a purpose why you're doing it, right? And so it's, it gives you something to, like, aim for, right? And so if I know that I'm fasting for something specific, what I'm doing is I'm just connecting with God through prayer, through worship, through reading my word, through spending time with him. I'm just connecting with God in that moment of, of, of denying my flesh food and, and making him my food, making him my sustenance or my, my nourishment, right? And so then I start to fill my spirit up and the spirit starts to get real strong. And then you start to learn who God is in a more powerful way. And so he just becomes more real. So in Ephesians 6, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17, who has a Bible? Who wants to turn there? Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17. This is powerful. You know, it's, it's funny. Every time I read a verse, not every time, most of the time, when I read a verse, God just like does something else and he shows me something else I never saw before. And so that's what I love about the word. It's always like expanding and growing and going deeper in revelation understanding. And so Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17, who, who's there? Got it? What does it say? Okay, so it says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Right? So many of us heard that the, the, the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God, but the helmet of salvation, according to this verse, is also the Word of God. Right? So the helmet of salvation. So the helmet of salvation is, the, is to protect our thinking about how we are, are now known by God and saved for His purposes. So the helmet of salvation is it's part of the armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, um, the sword of the spirit, all these different aspects of the, 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 uh, the armor of God that to help us defend ourselves against the enemy. So, so the helmet of salvation is for our thinking. How many guys have good thinking all the time? Sometimes that thinking is a little like, 
lacking, like someone put water in a gas tank or something like that. It doesn't really work real well after that, right? Um, and so sometimes we have, to, we have to allow the Holy Spirit to protect our mind to think like we're saved. To think like we're, like we're saved from something, right? We're saved from our old nature. We're saved from sin. We're saved from, from the nature that we're saved from the enemy that's trying to come at us and trying to convince us that we're less than who we really are in Christ Jesus. Right? He's trying to say, you, you can't do this, you can't be this, you can't do that. And you say, I can do all things through Christ. He strengthens me. Right? And so I, you start to quote Scripture as a sword. Then when the enemy comes at you, you take the sword out and you just whack him straight in the forehead with it. And he goes, oh, that didn't feel too good. And then after a while, as he comes to you and you keep, keep quoting Scripture at him and you keep just, just on it, on it, on it every time. This is, that's not who I am. This is who I am through the Word. The Word tells me who I am. I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Like I, I, like God, I conquer every situation because Jesus is in my heart. Like, I don't care what you see. I don't care what you see. I don't care what the natural eye sees. God, I'm more than a conqueror. It may look like I'm being over, overcome or overwhelmed. Like the situation is hard. Like it's like I'm hard pressed. I can't, I don't know if I can do this. It may look like that, but Jesus will, will rise to every occasion if you just submit your heart to his will and his plan for your life. Amen. And so then it says the helmet of salvation is to protect our thinking about who we are, who we are, and now that we're known by, known and saved for the purposes of God. And so the sword of the spirit, the sword is, is for the enemy. We fight with our submission to God, to the power of God's word defending us. So God's word defends us. Everybody say this. Say God's word is my defense. So when the enemy comes... I smack him in the face with it. <laughs> say that with some authority. Say, I smack him in the face with it. <laughs> say, devil, leave in Jesus' name. <laughs> he has no place in you. He has no room in your house. This is your house, your body, right? You are now a temple of the Most High God. You, that the Holy Spirit resides in you. There's a habitation, a holy habitation of God's presence on your guys' life, in your heart, and, and He wants to show you His nature through who He is, but you can only understand who He is through the Word. And when you understand God through the Word, not through culture, not through my parents said, my uncle said, my grandmama said, anybody else said, my teacher said, my coach said, my youth pastor said, like you, you have to know who Christ is in you through the Word of God, and, and he gets to, you get to know each other through reading the Word, through praying, through communicating, through worship, through getting to know Jesus, through being encountered every day by God. Every day. You guys say this. Say, God wants to encounter me every day. Every day. Come on, say every day. Not one day goes by that God doesn't want to encounter me. Amen? Come on. So, if you're looking at the sword and the helmet, Jesus is both the helmet of protection and the sword because he gives us a new identity to become our, and, and, and he becomes our defense. Jesus becomes your defense. Because you said, Jesus, come live in me. And what did Jesus have victory over on the cross? Sin and death, right? So when sin comes, when de defeat comes, when fear comes, you have victory through Christ Jesus. And that victory is you having, see, we're, not, we're saved by, by faith through grace. Right? So we believe God's word as what he says it is so that we can understand who we are in Jesus Christ. 
We don't have to try to do anything else besides say, I am Jesus' son. I am Jesus' daughter. Uh, I, you, you, can't, you can't live here. Bye. <laughs> right? <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> leave. <laughs> like, like, I love the verse that says that God prepares a table for me in a place of my enemies. This, this is what that means for me. So I had this like, thought one day. I was driving in my car. And this is what that means for me. Is I was sitting in my car. I'm driving. And I was like, yeah, God, you prepare a table for me in the place of my enemies. What's on that table? Oh, I want some steak. I want some mashed potatoes. I want some green beans. I want, I, like, I want some gravy on them, that, those mashed potatoes. Like, God, God. And now I was sitting in my car. I was like, God, pass me the steak. Pass me the green beans. Pass me the potatoes. I want the enemy to see me eat of the goodness of God right in his face. Like, you think you could come and try to destroy my life, but watch. I'm eating the goodness of God, and it's so good. And you can do nothing about it. All you can sit there and do is be tortured by the fact that I could receive the goodness of God. Because he makes a table for me in the place of my enemies. And I laugh for probably 20, 30 minutes. Like, <laughs> say you have nothing to do with this life. This life is for Jesus. You can't touch me. You can't come near me. And if you try, I just yield even more to God. And as I yield more to God, you get even more defeated. So you might as well just leave me alone because I'm, I'm not even worth your time. <laughs> okay. It's, I feel good about that. I don't know about you, but that makes me really happy. So and then it says this in uh, Ephesians six eighteen, the next verse. Who wants to read that? We read 17, now we're on to 18. Got it, Paradise? Yeah. Go ahead. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching there with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Perfect. So I'll read my version as well. It says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers, prayers and requests. So that's the petitions, what you're talking about. Uh, with this, this in mind, be alert always. Keep praying for all the Lord's people. Now, is prayer always about you? Right? It just said pray for all the Lord's people. Right? So prayer is not just about us. Prayer, actually, if you, if you learn, if you, if you start to think about what prayer is, because that engaging, you're engaging in conversation, your mind is now being set on what God's nature, being set on who God is in you. You're now like turning your, your, your thoughts, your attention. Like if I told you to count to 10, and then I told you to tell me, like, like to, to count out loud or count in your head to get to 10, and then I told you to ask, ask you what color this is, you probably lose place where you're counting because your mind has to switch really quick. Right, and so so when when we we're praying, we're actually intentionally thinking about, we're intentionally communicating with God, and so when we're praying, we're actually having a moment where our focus, our heart, our attention, our, our affections of our heart. When when the, when I say heart, I don't mean like the beating muscle in your chest. When I say heart, I mean your inner person. I mean who you are to the core, right? And so all of this, so like even in the Bible, when it says love the Lord, Lord God with your mind, your your will, your, your soul, and your heart, like love him with everything you are, right? And so, so, so that means like your mind, your heart, your soul, your emotions, your feelings, all the things that you are, you love God with all your heart, right? And so, so like in the Bible, when they say heart, they didn't have a, 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 a word for brain, or they didn't have a word for like what this beating thing was in their, in their chest, right? So they, they would say heart as the inner person of who you are, right? The core being. Sometimes you're like, I just got this unction, this feeling, that thing. Or like when you're sad, your inner soul is, is, is sad. Like, oh, poor me. 
right? And so, so like you have these things on the inner person, right? You're, you're afflicted in your soul, right? And so, so when you go through things, and so God wants to, you to love him through all of that, in all of that, and allow him access to all of that. How many of you guys love allowing access to your pain in your life? Like you're going through something and you're like, I just want people to, I want people to interject. Not everybody does. Some people hide away, right? Some people fill their pain with, with something else. Like they could fill it with uh, uh, drugs, alcohol, bad relationships, any kind of sin, anything that makes you feel like you're lacking. So then you want to just fill that need, whatever it looks like. Sometimes it's food. <laughs> right? Whatever it might be. Like sometimes it's, it's, it's something that you're filling your life with. Maybe you're just ignoring issues in your life and you're just filling it with like, I'm just going to focus on school. I'm just going to focus on this, but I'm not going to deal with that because I don't want to deal with that. Right? And so Jesus wants to actually get involved in all of that. Right? He wants to be involved in all of that. And you do that through saying, Lord, I just submit to you. I give, I give myself over to your plans and purposes for my life. I just give my heart to you right now in Jesus' name. And, you, and it's a daily giving that, that portion of your heart to Jesus. So prayer brings um, our attention and focus on God, giving us the opportunity to join our heart with God's heart. Right? So it's the opportunity to say, God, this is where my heart's at. Now show me where your heart's at. Because I want our hearts to come together. And when our hearts come together, I actually get renewed in my strength and who I am and, and what God's doing in me than having to face the situation on my own, by myself. Right? And so then all of a sudden, because now you're connected to God in a deeper way, more, more just, just deeper connection to God, now it's like you're walking along and you're getting ready to do something or you're getting ready to make a decision and you just hear the inkling of the Holy Spirit, that still small voice that says, do this rather than do that. And then you go, oh, I know that voice. That's the Lord. Right? Because I've talked with Him. I, I understand His voice. I hear His voice. The other thing, I, I, the other example I like to share is, is like when my kids, when we're little, right? When they were in the playground and they would fall and get hurt. There could be 50 kids there. But when I heard my kid cry, I knew their voice, right? Or when, when we were in the store and I was like, hey, Rices, they knew who that was. <laughs> they knew that was, that was Papa. That was Daddy. It's time to go. Right, and so they knew my voice. Out of everybody in the store, when my voice was 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 projected out there, the vibrations of my voice, they knew my voice because they've known me since they were babies, right? Since they were conceived, right? So they've known me their whole life. And so, so the same thing is because we get to hang out, we get to know the Father, we get to know God, we get to know that Jesus lives in us, the Holy Spirit is our comforter, we get to know God in a powerful way, we actually start to understand and learn God's still small voice in a powerful way. So that in every circumstance that we're facing, guess what? I'd say this, guys, say this, say, I'm never alone. No, 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 say, I'm never alone. Do you ever feel alone? Say it again, say, I'm never alone. Holy Spirit's with me. Say, fear go. Fear, no. Holy, Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. See, you're never alone. You're never alone. The enemy wants to convince you to isolate and get away from everybody. But the thing is, is even when he convinces you to isolate, the only thing that's isolating, actually isolating, is the attention of your heart, and the, meaning you're like what you're focusing on. So you're focusing on what sucks. <laughs> you're focusing on what's not going right. You're saying, well, this is lame, this is horrible, I don't want this in my life, this is, oh man, i got to go through this again, da-da-da, so on and so forth, you know, whatever you just, your, your self-talk is in your head, 
right? And so you're facing these situations, you're facing these, these circumstances in your head, and, and, and the thing is, is you're never alone. Your attention and your focus makes you feel alone. So what do you do? In that moment where you say, I'm just feeling this, I'm feeling that, you just say, Lord, I just submit it to you right now. This thing is, I don't know what it is, but I know you're with me. The Bible actually says that you'll never leave me nor forsake me. I mean, you'll never go away. You're always there. So because you're always there right now, I just take my heart and I give it to you. I don't want this stress. I don't want this thing. you're, You're the Prince of Peace. So because you're the Prince of Peace means you have the authority of peace on you. The Prince has authority. So because you're the, the one with the authority of peace, I just ask that your nature be, be known in this moment. Right? And so now you're bringing the Holy Spirit in there with you. So, um, uh, because we are now praying in this, okay, so then it says, in, says uh, in there it says, pray in the Spirit on all occasions. So what does it mean to pray in the Spirit? Does anybody know? Pray in the Spirit. Just take a guess. Anybody just take a guess. I, I don't care if your answer is wrong. What do you think, Paradise? It means what it means. It means what it means? It means what it says. What does that mean, though? In the G- give me a demonstration. Give me a, an idea. Some of us just pray those mindless prayers, like yeah, yeah but it's not really deep in in our heart. Okay, that's good. I like that. Anybody else? Praying in the spirit. So the Bible says in Romans it says, "Walk in the spirit and not in the flesh." So walking in the spirit means that you're submitted to God, and you're submitted to His nature, you're submitted to His ways. So praying in the spirit is just joining your heart, your mind, your thoughts with the spirit of God, and making that your understanding. Right, and so so now now uh, we we are joining our life with with Christ, and we're praying in the Spirit because now we're trying to walk out what the Spirit is saying. Because we walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh. Behold, all things all, all things pass away. All things made new. When you're born again, the Bible says in John three, it says that you're born again in your spirit. Right. So it's the spirit of your mind, the spirit of who you are. Everything, so you're not physically, you don't go back in, like, like Nicodemus, like, do I go back in my mother's womb? That's kind of weird. I'm an old man, right? My mom's not even alive. Like, how that can even going to work, right? And he says, no, you're born again in your spirit, right? So the core of who you are, the inner person is born again, renewed in the new nature of Christ Jesus. To walk in the spirit means you have to understand what the spirit wants. You get to understand what the spirit wants when you understand or get to know what the word of God says. As you get to know what the Word of God says, you can now join your faith or your a focus or your attention on the Word of God and make that your reality of who you really are. Look, <laughs> you guys' eyes are like, huh? <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Does that make sense? Like you, you just say like, okay, I understand like the ways of the world says all this and like these are the normal like 
feelings and emotions that people have, but I don't want to live my life. Like, how many of you guys like it when your emotions are up and down, left and right, every day? How many of you guys like it when one day you wake up mad, the next day you wake up happy, or one second you're mad, and one second you're happy, and you're like, don't know what to feel. You're just kind of confused, right? And then it's like, I don't know how to feel. I got all these feelings. There's lots of feelings, right? But we live by faith and not by our feelings, right? If we live by our feelings, then we're going to constantly be up and down every which way. But if we live by faith... And we live by truth. Truth is a foundation. Like when you want a foundation of a building to be true, you actually want it to line up in a way that causes that structure to be strong and, and sturdy and not and immovable. Our God is the truth, and the truth sets us free. And the truth gives us something firm to stand on. So we don't have to be up and down, left and right. We can actually look at a problem, look at a situation, look at life, and say, I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. I know that my natural eye sees this as a problem. But God, you have a solution. And then you just learn, you learn to do this. You just learn to pivot with the Lord. Right? You're not hit, you're not like tripping, falling down, feeling sorry, oh I'm so life sucks. Oh my gosh. Right? You're not you're not letting life speak louder than God's truth. Now when, when situations happen, circumstances happen, you, you might trip, you might fall, but you get back up and you pivot with where the Holy Spirit's leading you. Maybe get a brother or sister in Jesus or a friend that loves Jesus just like you love Jesus and you guys pray and you ask the Lord for direction and He gives you that direction through the leading of your friends, right? And so, you know, we're all walking these things out. And, and I'm walking these things out myself. In Jude chapter 1, uh, 20 through 23, it says, But uh, you, my dear friends, by building yourselves up in the most holy faith, by praying in the Holy Spirit... So joining your, your life with the Holy Spirit, with the nature of God, joining your faith with the Holy Spirit, what He's doing. So joining yourself in unity and intimacy with God. So the intimacy is just connectedness. It's just, it's just we're so, uh, uh, so connected you can't separate us. It's like, it's like if I took two bottles of water and I poured them both in a pitcher uh, a, a pit or a jug or something like that, it'd be really hard to separate that, that water that's in that, that uh, uh, jug or, or jar and back to the original water that was in those bottles they just mixed up you can't do it right like there's no way i can say this original water and this original water now i'm going to separate them and they're going to be the exact same same kind of water that was in each bottle it's not going to work they're just going to mix together and so so when we understand that our lives is joined to christ it's just like that like we are joined to jesus like he is he is joined to us whether you like it or not that's why when you try to run away from Jesus and do your own thing, what happens is you start to feel really awful. <laughs> you're like, I don't like this. This hurts. Right? And so because it hurts, now you're like, oh, I might as well just go walk with Jesus. I feel so much more peace there. Or you might walk all week long, you're living like a crazy person, and then you get here on Sunday, you're like, oh, the peace of God, I remember that. <laughs> right? Or you get here on Wednesday night, and you're like, oh, Jesus, that's right, you're here. Right? But you can have that every day. You just got to join your faith with what's true. So verse 21, keep yourselves in, God, in God's love uh, as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you eternal life. Be merciful to those who are, who are in doubt. Save others by snatching them from, from the fire to, to, uh, and to others show mercy mixed, uh, um, mixed with fear and, and hating even the, the clothing stained and corrupt. So it's saying this, saying... Uh, Pull people out of, the, out of the, the depths of the sin that they're in through your faith. Like, 
Like, like my, my prayer in joining with the Spirit actually makes me want to reach into other people's lives and snatch them back for the goodness of God because now I see people in a different way. My heart is actually moved with compassion because I now see someone that's hurting. I now see someone that's broken. I don't just attend church. I am the church. No? Yeah? What is church? Come on. The church is alive and active, right? And it's only as active as you're working in the Lord. (laughs) And you join your faith with that by doing what the Lord has asked you to do. By allowing the the Word's nature to speak through you and define you, right? You're not letting life define you, but you're letting the Word. So quickly, I want to go through... um, in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4-11, through 11, it says, There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of, service, of services, but the, Lord, but the Lord is the same. So there's different things that are attributes of, of what we need on this earth, but God is in it all, right? And so, um, this says, There are different kinds of working, but all of them, um, and in everyone, it is the same God at work. So God is working in all of us to provide His gifts in us to be a blessing to other people. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit. That earlier I read that and I was like just tearing up. Like the manifestation of the Spirit. Meaning the nature of God, His Spirit, is for all of us. And because it's for all of us, the Spirit is so connected that it knows what each one of us needs. Right? And so it says this To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. So the Lord, the Spirit of God, gives us a wisdom that's beyond our understanding. Right? And so it's like we may have, we have our wisdom, but God gives us a different kind of wisdom that's just beyond our ability. Right? And then the other, a message of knowledge or a word of knowledge that like God gives you like a, a thought, like I prayed for you uh, like the, when you first started coming here and I didn't know any of that stuff, right? And it was like, and you started crying, like Jesus was showing you who he was. I, I never really talked to you. I just said, hi, that's basically it, right? And so I had a word of knowledge and I just started praying over her and she, you felt seen by God. You felt heard, like God knew your, the depths of the, what was going on in here, right? And so that's, the, that's a gift, but God knew she needed that. Right? To feel seen, to feel heard, to feel known by God. Right? And in that moment, because I was obedient to God's voice, I was obedient to the Spirit of God, it actually ministered to her. Right? Now, was that gift for me? No, that gift was on me for her. Right? And so the gift of God is on you for somebody else. Amen? So, the gift of, of, of the word of knowledge by, by the means of the same Spirit. To another, the gift of faith by the means of the same Spirit. Everybody say, the same Spirit. Same spirit. To another, the gift of healing by the... To another, miracle, miraculous powers. Uh, by, uh, to another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. That means you, you're able to say, like, this is a good spirit, this is a bad spirit. It's called discernment. My wife is like a ninja at discernment. She, seen, she, she sees somebody, she's like, ooh, nope. <laughs> I ain't going there, right? Or, or, and I'm just like, I'm like, why? <laughs> it's no big deal, like whatever, you know? And she's like, no, 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 we're not going there. Come over here. So she always kind of reins me in because I just kind of don't, I don't think like that. I'm just like, everybody's, everybody's got God there near them and they, they want Jesus. That's how I think, right? And she does it, she, she sees it a little differently than I do, but she helps me out. And so her gift helps me, right? 
Our gifts help each other, whatever it might be. So then to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to another interpretations of tongues. So last Wednesday we started praying for people to receive the spiritual gift of tongues, right? And so that is just your, that is your direct communication between your spirit and God's spirit. Your mind doesn't understand it, but your spirit understands it, and it sounds like gibberish. Right? It sounds like I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand what that is. But once you receive the Holy Spirit and you receive the, the speaking in tongues, you're like, wow, that was powerful. And now when the, when the enemy comes to try to still kill and destroy, you just start speaking in tongues. If you, the Bible says if you don't know what to pray, pray in tongues. Right? And the Spirit will make a way for you. The Spirit will, make, will fight for you. The Spirit knows exactly what you need. And when He, when he builds that, that builds you up in, the, in your spirit, you actually defend even more so. You actually are defending even more so against the enemy than when you naturally try to do it on your own. So you, you start to speak other tongues, and the Spirit of God takes over. How many guys know that when the Spirit of God takes over, the fight is done? It's over. There's no more. When the Spirit of God starts to, when you understand that God's Spirit is your defense, the fight is done. Because what did Jesus say on the cross? The last thing he said, it is finished. Right? So when the enemy comes, you start saying, oh, no, 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 no. I'm submitted to the finished work of Jesus. He said, it's finished. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> See this table? See this steak? <laughs> you wish you could have some, but you can't because this is just too good for me. I'm just going to eat it. I'm going to laugh at you. I'm going to look at you and smile. I'm like, <laughs> nanny, nanny, boo, boo, you can't touch me. <laughs> right? And you just get this attitude of like joy in your heart because the joy of the Lord that renews your strength and this joy starts to change your outlook on life and, this, and the thankfulness that you start to say that you enter as courts with thanksgiving and when you start to talk about what you're thankful for, it changes your attitude, your mindset, the way you, the the frame in which you're looking at something, the lens in which you're focusing on something. And when that changes, you actually start to look at God differently and you look at the circumstance that you're facing in a different light. You're not alone. He's, he's, you're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. That God's prepared a table for you in the place of your enemies. So when the enemy comes to try to steal, kill, and destroy, you, you have nothing to steal. I have it all in Jesus. You can't take that from me. Amen. <laughs> right? You just let it be settled in your heart. So all these things are the work of the one and, and the same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one as He determines. So what does that mean? That means this, that I could be in a moment where I am just believing God for something, and I have to have a gift of faith. This gift of, like, I just believe it, it's going to happen. I just, it's absolutely, there's no question in my mind. Like when I pray for the sick, there's sometimes when I'm praying for them, I'm asking God to heal them, and there's other times where I'm like, you're getting healed, I don't care what you say. It's happening. Right now. There have been times where I went to, I just knew, like, I saw somebody in the, in the, in the um, congregation, and I, was, and I was looking at them, and I was saying, you know, God wants to heal you, and as I'm saying God wants to heal you, He's already healing you, because I just knew God wanted to do it. Right? There's a gift of faith on me right there. Right? Or, or the word of knowledge or, or prophecy where I'm speaking over somebody and, and our last game night we started prophesying over people that, uh, that wanted to write songs right? that God would just I just felt the Lord say there's people in here that want to write songs they encouraged them in that now prophecy should always be encouraging 
So I just feel like God is, and, and then, then when someone prophesies to you or speaks over you and says, you know, I feel like you're called to do this, such and such and such and such and so and so, whatever, it has to like bear witness in your heart. It has to line up with the word of God and it has to bear witness, meaning like you're like, yeah, I, I received that or I've thought about that and I feel like God's on that and I'm going to go after that, right? And so then it has to line up with the word of God. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, it is not a word that you want, <laughs> Right? If someone prophesies over you and it doesn't jive with what God's word says, then it, it, you just squash it. Right? And I haven't had very many of those. Most of the prophetic words I've had have been like mind blowing. Like, whoa, that's accurate. You just like read my mail. Do you, do you know my social security number too? <laughs> right? And so, so sometimes it's like that. So, and then um, the gift of faith, the word of knowledge, the message of wisdom, wisdom beyond our ability uh, to understand. Uh, distinguishing between spirits so like that is that is a discernment that is like like i am talking to this person and they're trying to talk to me like they're they're filled with jesus and and you're just you're just feeling like the ickies you ever get around people and you're like uh yeah you make me feel weird <laughs> like i don't like this uh I think I left my oven on, and then you just walk away, right? It's like, oh, oh, dang it, I left my, my, uh, my radio on, I gotta go home, right? And so you just, you figure out a way to get out of that situation, because this is just too creepy, right? And so, so that's the discernment, you just feel something in your gut, like, ugh, no, mm-mm, nah, mm-mm, right? You know, you, know, you know that God can conquer all things, but you just don't want to be around this situation, you just want to get out of it, right? Or, you're praying for somebody, and you're, and, and you're, they're, they're, uh, that you might you might discern a spirit that might be on them, right? It might be a spirit of witchcraft. It might be a spirit of of fear. It might be a spirit of of whatever. You start to discern what spirit it is that's on their life, and then you can pray against that spirit, have them renounce that spirit, and send it to the pit of hell, and then ask the Holy Spirit to fill that area that was once occupied by something demonic, right? And so that's that's how you bring deliverance to people. Then. Uh, uh, so that's, and then speaking in different tongues. So that's, again, that's, that's speaking in your spiritual language. And then the interpretation of tongues. So what that is, is if I speak in tongues, if I speak in tongues right now, in front of all you, you're going to look at me like I'm crazy. See, all of you are like, what is that? That's weird. I tell you what, it fills my spirit up so much so that like I, I, sometimes I do it for hours in a day. Right? It's the Spirit of God speaking through me and in me to, to, to connecting to Him. Right? And so that sounds like gibberish because some of you might not be used to charismatic, Holy Ghost filled Christians, but that's who I am. And that's what you're going to get. Every time you come here, that's me. Right? And, so, and that's the Holy Spirit working in and through me. So when I speak in tongues, some people are sensitive enough to the Holy Spirit to actually hear the Holy Spirit, what that person is saying, and they can interpret what that person is saying. And it comes across as like a prophetic word or, or, or something like that. Now, when they interpret that word, that word also has to align with Scripture. Everything we do and everything we're, that's based out of Christianity has to align with the Word of God. If it does not align with the Word of God, it is not Christian. It is not from the Lord. If it's outside of His nature, if it's made up, if someone takes one verse, we call that cherry picking, takes one verse and makes a whole doctrine or a whole understanding out of it, but they don't put it in the context in which it was written. So how, you, how do you know it's in context? You read a verse, you go, huh, what does it say four or five verses before that? What does it say four or five verses after that? What does that whole chapter say? I want to read that and I want to understand what it's saying. And when I get an understanding for what it's saying, now I can, I can bank on that was what that means. I don't take a verse and say it means this. 
For example, have you heard, have you heard people say when two or more are gathered, Jesus is in the midst, the Christ is in the midst? Well, Lord, we know when two or more are gathered, you're in the midst. Someone praying that? Have you, heard, you guys ever heard that? Yes? No? Some of us? Okay. So, so that, that verse, when they use it like that, that's actually out of context. Because that verse has to do with like, like going to somebody like paradise is in sin. Okay? Paradise is, paradise is a big sinner. Right? So I'm going to go to paradise and I'm going to say, hey, you know, I see you doing this. God wants to heal you of this. God wants to set you free of this. And so I'm just, I'm just letting you know that I'm with you in this, in this situation and, and I'm praying for you. Okay? And then I leave and then, and then paradise just continues to be the horrible sinner and just keep doing those things. And then I see that again. It's then about this is Matthew 18. Then you bring a friend with you, and you just say, "Hey, I just really see that this is going on in your life. God wants to heal you of this." And then it says this: When two or more are gathered, God is in the midst. So it's when you're approaching somebody that's in the midst of what they're going through that 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 God is in the midst of that situation, right? For healing, for for redemption, for for someone's life to be changed and transformed. It has nothing to do with like two or like us, two or one or two of us in a room saying, "Lord," he says, "When two or more are gathered, you're in the midst." It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with confronting someone that's in sin. <laughs> so we take little scriptures like that and we make them fit however we want. But you can't do that. You have to understand and put in context what the word says. So, so our prayers should take the focus off of us, right? Our prayers should take the focus off of us. And put it on to God, and not on to God, not only to God, but how can we be yielded to God's purposes so that we can be effective for other people? When you give your life to Jesus, just say this: say, My life is not mine. It's the Lord's. He paid for it. I did it. <laughs> say, say, my life is not mine. It's the Lord's. He paid for it. I didn't. So when you give your life to Jesus, you actually yield your heart to Him in all things. Meaning, I don't take any credit for anything. I give it all to the Lord. Right? I had someone earlier, like, I love when I talk to you. You're just always quoting Scripture. I just, just, oh, thank you. Thank you. I love Jesus, man. He's so wonderful. Right? Jesus is wonderful. That's why I love the Word. That's why I love who He is. I love His nature. Right? And so, like, I read God's Word on a daily basis. Paradise reads God's Word on a daily basis. You know why I know? Because we're, we are friends on the Bible app, and the Bible app says Paradise just highlighted this verse or made a, made a picture out of this verse. And so, like, there's several people. Eden in here, and she, she's one of the youth students. She, all the time, or Juan, he, he, all the time, highlighted a verse, did this, did that, you know? And so, I'm just telling you this. Be in God's Word daily. Pray and communicate to God on a daily basis. The Bible says pray continually. What is prayer continually? Just putting your heart and your affections on Him. And including Him in every circumstance and every situation. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's, let's pray. Go ahead and stand to your feet. Jesus, I thank You so much this morning that You are absolutely 100% in our midst. And I did, everybody repeat it to me. Say, I lack, I lack nothing. Because nothing. I have, I have Jesus. Jesus. And Jesus, Jesus. is everything. Say it again. Say, I lack nothing. I have everything because I have Jesus. Say that with affection. Say, Jesus. <laughs> Father, I thank you that each person in here lacks absolutely nothing, Lord, because they have you and you are everything. Father, this morning we yield our hearts to you. We yield our minds to you. We yield our bodies to you. And we give you all of who we are. And we thank you that we get all of who you are. 
There's nothing that you withhold from us. We just bless you. We thank you for who you are. And we thank you for the opportunity to be able to pray every day and communicate with you. And you disperse everything that we need in life to be successful, to, to do more than, than we could ever ask, think, or dream of through Christ Jesus. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you guys.